Welcome to episode 271 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always. And this week we've got a good one because we've got Micah Riza and Jeff Sandoval returning to the podcast. Yeah. When I'm down and feeling low. Back on the show. That's right. Always a good time. First, though, episode 271, that's getting close to 300. Yeah. We're, we're better, we better tell Severmind to get ready. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. But that's still, what, 29 episodes? Right. We got another one this week. So say 28 episodes. That's about still six months from now, probably. Is it? I don't know. Five, I, depending try, on if we do two a week or not, five to six months. I tried to do the math, and I was thinking like eight days, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I got fucked up. Well, yeah, let's start putting out two a day for the next week. Right on. Okay. We actually have enough that we could probably do that for a few days. But. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but today is Healing the Fray, and I didn't mean to rhyme, but hey, it felt like it was time. <laughs> there you go. Well, before we get into this talk with <clears throat> Healing the Fray and... Play some music for you. We need to let you know that we're sponsored by Sunset Tattoo, Med Farm, and DEB Concerts. Sunset Tattoo is located right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma at 3146 East 15th Street. They've got 25, over 25 years of experience. So that lets you know right there that they know what they're doing. Get on their Facebook, Sunset Tattoo Tulsa, or their Instagram as well. And you can see a ton of pictures, photos, work that they've done, so you know what you're in for, which is some great stuff. They are state licensed, they are mother approved, and their tattoos are done good and proper. So if you give them a call, shoot them an email or a message on Facebook, whatever you want to do to get a hold of them, set up a time, an appointment to get in there and talk to them about what work you need done, they'll get it done for you. So give them a call and let them know that the Underground sent you. Also, Med Farm is a dispensary located in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, at 24683 East Highway 51. They've got a huge selection that you can see on Leafly.com. Follow them on Facebook at Med Farm, P-H-A-R-M. They're always running specials. One of the specials that's always running is if you mention Thunder Underground, they'll give you 15% off, or sorry, 10% off your first order. You can also follow them on Instagram at Med Farm OK. Their website is MedFarmOK.com. And above all that, their slogan is cannabis with a cause because 30% of their proceeds is going to build no-kill animal shelters, which is very cool. They've already got one that's getting close to being done, so we'll let you know when that happens. And on top of all that, you can text your order, you can call in your order, and you can run right through their drive-thru whenever you have to get out of your vehicle. So get into MedFarm and let them know that we sent you. And finally, DEB Concerts, promoter right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that keeps bringing a lot of great stuff to... The Ideal Barroom and the BOK Center recently announced as the Poison show at the BOK Center has been postponed. They just announced the stadium tour dates for 2021 last week. So I'm sure that's when that postponement will be rescheduled for. So we're going to look out for that. Poison, Tom Kiefer, and Sebastian Bach. But in the meantime, August 15th, Dead Metal Society will be at the Ideal Barroom. And Rocket Science will be opening that show. So that will be a good double bills from a couple great... Tulsa bands, and then looking forward to October 23rd, LA Guns will make their return to the Ideal Barroom. Last time they were at the Ideal Barroom with Junkyard about a year and a half ago, we had them on the podcast, and that was great. That was awesome. Talk yeah. about good dudes. And we're talking about the real LA Guns, not the fake Stephen Riley LA Guns. Right. We're talking about the real shit. Tracy Guns, Phil Lewis, 
Yeah. Telling you what. So, yeah, that'll be one to look forward to. That Tracy Guns, what a guy. <laughs> he was a nice motherfucker, and he could hang with black metal. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, check that episode out if you haven't. But, of course, follow DEB Concerts on Facebook, and their website, debconcerts.com, has all the info for ticket, info on those shows, and anything else that's coming up, we'll, of course, let you know as soon as we know. So, huge thank you to DEB Concerts. All right, let's uh, play some music before we start talking, I guess, right? Right. We're going to play a new song from a new band. Actually, this song came out, we found out this in an interview we did recently, but the song came out about a year ago, and Mm -hmm. then they re-released it about a month or two ago, because the full album is coming out here soon. But we'll talk about that more in a minute. This is The Loyal Order, and the song is Ready for Dead. Show you anything You were the knife 
Ready for Dead from the Loyal Order. That's off their self-titled debut album. It should be out sometime in July. And better yet, I don't know if it's better than their album coming out, but better for us here is that we've got Brandon Cook, right? guitarist, coming up on this podcast here in the next couple of weeks. We actually talked to him this past week, and it was a really cool one because we kind of talked about a ton of stuff. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to getting that one out. But yeah, Ready for Dead, that's a great song. Yeah, so really looking forward to seeing what the rest of this album's got in store for us and what they've got coming up. Brandon Cook's also in black and blue. So look up the little order and follow them on Facebook. Yeah, they're a, they're an EMP thing, so... That's right. That's pretty legit. Yeah. Dave Elson's not fucking around. That's right. You know, Tom Hazer, all that kind of stuff, that kind of vibe. So yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, one of the cool things I've seen about EMP is that they're... I mean, they've brought in some artists like they had Ron Kuehl for a bit, you know, some classic artists. But Mark for, Slaughter. Yeah. But yeah. for the m- most part, it seems like they're focusing on new bands. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because a lot of labels like that tend to focus on bands that have been around just to try to, you know, obviously to try to push. Right. And, you know, make a name. But that's kind of cool that EMP is like pushing a lot of these, mm-hmm. you know, newer bands. So, But yeah, we'll talk about all that and EMP when we talk to Brandon here coming up. Of course. But yeah, in the meantime, we've got our live streams on Facebook. We won't have one this week, but we will be back next week. But yeah, if you've missed any of them, they're right there on Facebook. Every week we're talking about new music and these episodes and a ton of other crap, whatever people bring up in the comments. So check those out if you haven't. Got a YouTube channel as well with some stuff. We've did a review of Havoc recently, so look that up as well. But here in the meantime, we've got Healing the Fray back on the podcast. This is actually the first time quote-unquote Healing the Fray's been on the podcast. Yes. We've had them on before, but now that they have their their name, <laughs> yeah. I don't know the best way to explain it. You know, it's the first time having Healing the Fray on. Right. Yeah, wait, going way back, Mike Ariza was, I believe, episode 12. Yeah, one of the very first ones. Yeah, so he was back in the extreme early days of this five years ago, and then then we had Mike with Jeff on probably about a year after that. Mm. So it's it's year or two, so it's been a while since we've had him on here, so very glad to have him back, but the reason being is their debut full-length album just came out in May. Yeah. And it's a great one. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I think I've said something like this before. It's like what Radio Rock should be. That's right. Like with the turn it should have took. Um, I mean, this stuff is just, I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. (laughs) You've heard us go on and on about it. Yeah, it's just great hard rock with the melodic edge. and I mean, these guys, you know, from from my opinion, don't really do wrong. You know, everything we've heard from them with the two of them. And then, of course, the album they did with Frank Hannon in 2012, Six String Soldiers, that Jeff sings and Mike Ariza plays guitar on as well, is fantastic. They went on tour with Frank Hannon for that album, and I was lucky enough to be able to see that tour. Got to see them live at that point. I would love to see them back whenever, you know, when shows are happening again. Right. If they can get out there, I'd love the chance to get to see these guys live, you know, playing this stuff. Because this album is fantastic. But yeah, let's just jump into it now. Here's Mike Ariza and Jeff Sandoval of Healing the Fray. 
you can bitch and moan all you want, but we're on the same boat. It don't matter if you're not in a freaking don't hold a office of power. You're stuck behind a desk or stuck in your home, dude. Yes, it is. Absolutely. You can bitch and moan about it, but there's not much we can do. So just keep on keeping on and doing what we do, right? Yeah. That's the way to do it. And guys like you and uh, people like us will continue to push forward and make things happen, man, and turn people on. That's all we can do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. You guys been good? Family good? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, everything's going pretty good over here, I think. Yeah, where are you all out of anyway? Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Holy shit. What part? Tulsa. Tulsa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. My brother-in-law lived up in Tulsa. He was taking that Spartan stuff up there, that uh, flying school. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was up there for a while. Okay. Yeah, man, I uh, went to go visit him. Gosh, this is a while back. Steve Ray Vaughn was still alive. This, wow. this was. And he was playing on uh, some type of floating thing out there. I don't know what the yeah. river or the lake was. A floating stage, they called it. The River Parks Amphitheater. That's probably it. He was yeah. out there, dude. And Steve Ray Vaughn was playing there. I was like, holy shit, man. This is cool. Yeah. Got all kinds of cool people out there, man. Yeah. yeah. We used to go to, yeah, a lot of shows there. But they... Shut that thing down probably like 15, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, after Stevie Ray burned it down, I think that was it. <laughs> right. Oh, that to follow. Man. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was pretty epic. I tell you what, people out there in Oklahoma are pretty kick-ass, especially Tulsa, man. Um, a lot of cool gyms, a lot of just the vibe out there was really cool. Yeah. Everybody was just decent to each other, which was right on, man. I appreciate about that. That's the thing I really enjoyed about Tulsa. Yeah, it's, yeah, man. It's, uh, you know, I guess, you know, a lot of people just look at uh, Oklahoma as a, I don't know, for lack of a better term, a red state, if you want to call it, but Tulsa sure. just always has seemed way more diverse to me. And, uh, yeah. you know, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Hey, we're all God's children. That's the way I look at it. We're all black, white, purple, green, whatever you are, man. Look at you too, man. A couple <laughs> rock and rollers. Freaking make wearing a Michael Shanker shirt. Yes. Of course, you're a Frey shirt, man. What's up? <laughs> I need to get one. <laughs> Put it on Homer in the back there. Yeah, I saw that, man. I see how you're pimping your shirts. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I had that set up for our weekly live streams, and then I just forget to remove it when we're doing this kind of stuff, but I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> you, man. So what's new? What are you hearing that's cool? Trying to think of newer stuff I've been listening to. I've been listening to a lot of heavy stuff. New body counts, cool. Test the New Testament's great. Yeah. Uh, God, there's something I just. What did I just? I'm blanking out. Uh, <clears throat> new Joe Satriani's really good. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I've been listening to. So Testament, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Want to get heavy? There you go. So let me ask you this and be honest. What do you think of their version of No Faults, Nobody's Fault, Aerosmith? I always liked it. Have you heard it? Yeah. Do you think it? From way back. What? Yeah, dude, this was a while back, man. Really? Uh, yeah, man, just the comparison between those two guys and just hearing Aerosmith's version compared to theirs. I was like, hmm. 
Ain't no, nothing like Aerosmith, man. Yeah. I don't know that I've heard that. You right. got to go back, dude. It's yeah. there. Check I'll, it out. I'll look that up now. <laughs> Was it New Order, Mike? Yeah. Yeah, check out New Order, man. Yeah. But, man, there was something so greasy about when Aerosmith came out with Rocks, dude. Yeah. I don't know, man. I think they're at their peak of songwriting at that point when it came to... Man, they were just so deep in it, man. There was no, there was no structure around their songs. It was just kind of greasy, and everybody was just throwing layers on top of things. And there was one thing there was about it, man. They solidified that freaking swagger and that, uh, you know, yeah, that that. Right. <laughs> so cool, man. Yeah, Back, man. If you haven't listened to Rocks in a while. You know, yep. dust the LP, put it on the turntable, and make sure you turn it up, man. And <laughs> you'll be like, holy shit, why am I not listening to this more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, man. Sorry about that. So, oh, uh, right, I have to make us, you know. <laughs> Cheers, man. <laughs> I just got some man. water. Yeah. <laughs> All bands out there are just trying to figure out what to do next, how to survive right now during this crazy time. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of been... Every interview we've done over the last month and a half has kind of started with that, at least, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, all Mike and I can do is just try try to stay true to who we are and just do it with our whole energy and our whole heart and into it, man. And if you dig, cool. If you don't, you know, that's the way it is, man. <laughs> yeah, let's see their full faces instead of half of Half of them both. I got. I got a face for radio. <laughs> Look, I see you right there. Your full glass. I didn't know you wore glasses. I only saw like one eye. Yeah, yeah. Where are you? That's all good, dude. All right. What do you guys want to talk about? Well, I guess just kind of kick it off with the coronavirus stuff. Like, how have you guys? been handling that on a personal level outside of the music well i've had some dear friends that have been exposed to it one guy kind of he was touch and go for about 12 days we thought he wasn't going to make it uh he had the spiritual battle within him he was really fighting for his life and you know what man he came through and that's a true blessing Scary shit, because you don't know who it's going to hit. One day he was sh shooting pictures with me, showing me his swimming pool, asking me what certain lyrics were about from our new record. And then that night he's in the hospital on a freaking incubator. It was the craziest thing. It just hit him that quick from like the morning, talking to him, 1 a.m. He was in the hospital on an incubator. Wow. Yeah. And we're just really grateful that he pulled through and – it is what it is, man. I mean, we're just grateful that people are – we're seeing more people healing from it and coming out stronger from it. And just grateful that uh, it really hasn't hit us directly, tragically. So I know it's impacted lots of folks out there and families, and we feel for them, and we pray for them every day. And who knew that this shit was going to happen in 2020, no man? No doubt, man. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Because Mikey and I had big plans for 2020. It's not over yet. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> How about you guys, man? You guys good? Yeah. Yeah, doing good. I mean, this is our, actually, this week's our fifth year anniversary of doing the podcast. So, nice. Just rolling along. 
You're not going to hear anything from Mike while he's enjoying his espresso, so you guys might as well add it up a little bit more, man. Actually, uh, <laughs> uh, my cousin did pass away on Thursday from complications oh, man. Uh, to it. I mean, but I, I can't stress enough it was complications. It wasn't just because nah. of the flu virus. She had some other health issues. Um, my other cousin worked in uh, health care and unintentionally bought it home from what they understand. Wow. Uh, but hey, I mean, yeah, man. I don't want to diminish anybody else. You know, um, it's just yeah. kind of, I, I actually had the flu. I just finished my quarantine. To be clear, it wasn't COVID, but it was the flu. And uh, mm-hmm. asked Jeff, it was pretty fucking scary when you get, you know, when you get yeah, the man. chills and you get, uh, you feel hot and your teeth are chattering and you've got body aches. Um, so yeah getting the call from Ariza was i was like what yeah are you kidding no yeah to be clear no it was not COVID. it was flu right Mm -hmm. but very fortunate um went to isolation for seven days um and then um i can't do any type of physical activity so i've been going freaking crazy (laughs) Uh, I can um, I could get back to like my running and stuff like that tomorrow. He's good now, so that's why we're so close. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no yeah. symptoms and all that stuff. <laughs> but it was totally cool. I um, I saw the doctor through my iPhone. And the cure for this man is green chili. Man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, green chili. Hatch. Right. Yeah. Green chili from New Mexico. Don't worry about any yeah. virus anywhere. But honestly, man, I mean, we're songwriters, we're artists, we're musicians. We don't have an opinion on all this because yeah. there's plenty of people that, you know, if someone wants to know how to write a great song or if someone wants to know how to, um, you know, to craft a video or how to put a project together, we're experts in that. Sure. We can't speak to anything else. All we can do is just do what we do and hopefully provide people an outlet to escape all those things yeah. through our music and our, and our art form. Yeah, man. We're all held hostage to this thing, man. Everyone, it's a trip. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, and sorry to hear about your cousin. Yeah, thanks. You know, the reality is, um, as we, um, for everybody, if you're not okay, we're not okay, and that's our mo. Yeah, and that's that's really it. Whew, yeah, that's a beautiful that, way to look at it. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. Put on fire with that, dude. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. Oh, you're good. <laughs> well, uh, you know, getting into the music and, and all this kind of stuff, uh, you know, I know that this question can be kind of cliche sometimes, but what what prompted the name change? Because you guys were just going by your last names, and now it's Healing Frey. And talk about how that came about. Well, we were working with a few people, man. Uh, Jason Rulo is a good friend of ours from Symphony X. And Jason jumped in this project for a bit just to kind of, you know, just kind of see what was going on, this, that, and the other. Unfortunately, things kind of didn't work out with him. Of course, Symphony X got back together, and they're doing great things. So um, he was As like, always. Yeah. yeah, as always, man. We're going to say, dude, go do what you need to do. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to be like, what do you mean, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's not what we're about. But he was like, you know what, man? Jeff Sandoval and Mike Reiser are cool, but, you know, you should think of a name, bro. Something that defines you guys. Yeah, Jason Rulo uh, is a 
great brother. Obviously, his musicianship is second to none, and we mean that honestly. Choice. His amazing player. Participation in society is second to none. He's a world-class dude. Yeah. Um, he lives here in Albuquerque, New Mexico with us, and we spend a lot of time with him. Uh, the one thing about Jason specifically is his knowledge and wisdom of the music business and it being an established brand yeah. with Symphony X. And um, his feedback to us is like, you know, guys, you know, your guys' names, I understand that, like, for building individual brands, if you guys want to go off to whatever you do individually, but you need a collective brand. Yeah, he says, you guys aren't country, are you? And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> what the hell is what going on with the names? The name mixture. You right. guys got to come up with... An established brand. Yeah, what is your music about? Right. And we were all sitting around Starbucks because we can't sit anywhere without coffee because of Mike. We have to have <laughs> coffee all the time. Yeah. And he's like, well... <clears throat> You know, this song that you guys have, this Hill song, um, what do you guys see what it is? Because Mike came up with this riff. He worked with Clint yeah. and, you know, for inspiration. And I was just like, man, this is kind of cool, this riff. So what I was thinking of, all this negativity going on, no matter where you go on social, news, whatever, there was nothing but negativity. And I was like, man, I'm so done with this. So my escape was always music. And one, um, I saw a video of these world artists singing Brown Eyed Girl together. People from Kenya, Jamaica, whatever. It's a great video. It has like 10 million views, right? So I was talking to my father-in-law about it. He's the one that turned me on to it. And he's like, you know what? There's something special about music. And I know. And I turned to him and I'm like, music heals, bro. Music heals. And then I was like, wow, man, our world is frayed right now with all this negativity. Huh. So why don't we, you know, think about calling this healing the fray? I was thinking to myself. So I presented that to Mike and he's like, uh, I don't know, bro. Too many words, bro. You know, I don't feel man. So, we kicked it around for yeah. a while. We, I mean, we talked to, honestly, we talked to marketing specialists and mm -hmm. they have their thing. Like, well, we're not interested in being Google or a car company. Yeah. You know, we understand. We learned a lot from that, though, about branding guidelines and stuff like that, which sure. I don't think the music industry does enough of. Right. So we got some great input from people like that. Um, and we, we let it, like, you know, kind of, like, Fester. Yeah, Fester for a long time. <laughs> we talked to other established artists about it and yeah. got their feedback. And we looked at brands that have been around for a long time. What are the newer bands doing? What are What is brand recognition anymore for artists? And kept going, kept going. And we uh, concluded on Hilly and the Fray. And then we hired a very, very talented local artist from Albuquerque, New Mexico, Fred Franco, to uh, design that brand. Right. And when he delivered it, it was we knew he had made the right decision. And that's the logo that you see on the album. Yeah. Yeah, because you think of 32nd from Mars or all these bands with multiple names. It's just not one name anymore. And as Mike was saying, we did talk to people. Even Frank Cannon was like, bro. Hailing the phrase too long, man. Why don't you call yourself the healers or the Cranos <laughs> or something cool like that? And I was like, well, single names are kind of like more for the 80s. So we're not an 80s band. We're today. So 
that was the whole whole pushback we took, and we said, you know what, we're going to jump in on this with you know, you know, full force, wholehearted, and hopefully people kind of get it. So yeah. that's the reason why the name changed, man. I know, like Will Hunt had played drums on some of your previous work, and like who's the personnel on this album, like playing drums and bass, and who rounded out this this thing. This is the group right here, bro. <laughs> Mike did everything. Producer right here is Chris Collier. Chris Collier. Chris Collier. Chris Collier um, as with all of our music, since Extreme Soldiers uh, performed the drums and bass yeah. and produce. Um, Will Hunt was uh, a guest feature that we had on one song, and it was so cool two. to work with. Oh, two songs, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. And just truly amazing artist. But, you know, Will has his things to do, Evanescence. It's yeah. either Healing the Fray or Evanescence. Yes. But <laughs> if, you look how fortunate, if you look how fortunate we are, right? I mean, you know, working with Jason Rullo, one of the world's right. most prestigious drummers, Will Hunt as well. And, you know, Chris Collier as a multi-instrumentalist and a drummer, guitar player, bass player, singer, producer, engineer. Um in all honesty, in the studio uh, is there. I would have nobody other than right. Chris Collier. It's pretty awesome performing those. Songs. And I think that speaks to a lot about the songwriting and what we're doing to have such epic artists that want to jump in, like a Will Hunt, like a Jason Rulo, like even a Frank Cannon that want to be part of it. I think we're, you know, very blessed to have that type of, uh, you know camaraderie with with these other musicians so it's, it's pretty awesome it seems a little backwards to some when they look at how our camp works mm -hmm. i mean it, this room that we're in right here this is where all it, all of it originates this is my home studio casa de arisa studio <laughs> yes <laughs> it all originates right here it begins here and it goes back and forth and yeah. we create the pre-production stuff and then we used to go to california you know um we went to California for this album and when we arrive, Collier has his own take on it. And so we get something that's a song. And then next thing you know, I'm sitting in a studio in front of a console and Collier's playing drums and he's moving all these parts around and then that's done. And then we go back to uh, his home studio and we're recutting the guitars to so a song that's been, you know, cultivated to something a lot more, expressive than we ever thought it would be yeah um and i we just don't see a reason to change that because we love the out the outcome yeah for a, on the studio performance and the songwriting uh, perspective do you kind of let chris have free reign are you comfortable with him doing whatever yeah. he wants as far as changing some stuff he's the third member of dude it's yeah. like working with spielberg right <laughs> yeah. and Wait, bro. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. This team ain't gonna make it. Yeah. yeah. Paul, you're is Spielberg when it comes to freaking producers. Man. Yeah. He's that good. And no matter how hard we work individually or collectively, um, and how hard I prepare, I'm still nervous mm -hmm. on that plane flight up there. Like I lose sleep the week leading up to go to post production with Collier because he's so. He's so great. But all he does is sleep between tapes. That's <laughs> yeah. all he does. I'm like, Mike, oh, he's asleep, bro. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. that's how it goes. Man. Collier brings the, the best out of everybody, and that's why everybody loves yeah. to work with him in a in a productive way. Well, think who he's worked with, man. Look at his resume. It's Corn. Really, I mean, yeah. I mean, all from Corn to Coverdale. I mean, oh, it's yeah. just, really, man, this guy's pretty And here's Sandoval and 
horizon. And right. I think uh, that's kind of cool that we fit in there someplace. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, now that you guys have been, you guys have been doing this a while, uh, you know, you two together, how, how do you feel the, the sounds developed over the years? It's always gotten better. And we always, um, <clears throat> we always like to surprise ourselves and surprise the listeners with all the content that we create in all aspects. And it's like, you know, world-class, it has to be world-class. Now we mean that in a humble way, right? You know, it's kind of like, you know, when you make something to deliver to somebody, it's gotta be your very best. And with that comes the evolution of production. Yeah. You know, Collier evolves. Um, he's a hundred percent in charge of my sound. He's a hundred percent in charge of what the album's going to sound like. And as he evolves, we evolve with him. Mm-hmm. We give him the freedom to do so. So we don't have any like hangups or requirements or any type of you know that crossed arm. Oh, this is my sound. That doesn't right. exist with what we do. Let's just make it great with the tools and resources that we have. And as technology grows, it's going to always get better. And I think that's great. Because one thing we learned working with Frank Hannon was music should be simple. I mean, if you have to continue to try and rewrite, 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 then there's a problem. Right. Everything should be organic. Everything should come out, man. It should be studio magic. And everything should happen right then and there. But if you're going back and you're struggling and struggling and struggling, then it's probably not the right part. And that's something that I did, that we did learn from Frank Cannon. And if you go back to Six String Soldiers, there's a certain vibe about it. There's a certain classic rock sound to it, which we really wanted to make a classic rock type of sound for that record. Bringing in those artists, this, that, and the other. But Mike and I thought that was cool, but we're not classic rock artists. We never thought of ourselves as classic art artists. We thought of ourselves as alternative rock, mainstream rock. Granted, I'm not a hard rock vocalist by all by all means, but you know, Mikey has some killer ass riffs. You know that has that bottom that just makes you go, yeah, right. <laughs> and you know, I just try to put some melody over it to make those girls go, yeah. You know, so that's the whole thing, man. That's what we're trying to do. So, yeah. Good question, bro. (laughs) Well, without being able to do live shows at the moment, like how do you guys plan to push this this new music in the coming months? We're relying on you to push it for us, bro. (laughs) All right, all right, man. Get it out there. Do what you got to do, there, man. (laughs) You know, we're very self sufficient with all of that. Um, You know, uh, we just released recently the No Heroes video. Did you guys check it out? Yes. Yeah. 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 And we shot that here in my home studio. Arisa Studios. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we're going to continue to do content like that. Um, just to multimedia has been our forte yeah, since man. before multimedia was popular with music. I mean, we started doing multimedia in 2005, 2006. Um, and we've been growing with it ever since and evolving with that as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we're very fortunate with that. Um, you know, I was working with Collier on his live stream, and I was watching all the assets that he has for, I uh, got a notification here, um, uh, you know, in Pro Tools, all those assets, right, I have in, in my uh, my toolbox of working with After Effects and Cinema 4D and Adobe Premiere. So we feel very confident in our ability to deliver um, 
uh, content in a video manner that's going to be entertaining and enlightening and world-class. So we're going to continue to do that indefinitely. Plus, plus we're listening to what the fans want, too. And a lot of them want us to do specific things as well. So we're working on that as well. So it should be kind of fun. They're like, can you guys do this? Can you guys do that? Right. We're like, sure, man. I don't think there's nothing that we really can't right. do ourselves in 100% to have a pretty good outcome. And it's up to you guys to determine whether it's thumbs up or thumbs down, right. whether it's kick ass or it sucks. I mean, that's where you guys come in. Right. For any brand, I think it's, you know, do you have that element of surprise? Do you have that Steve Jobs, oh, one more thing in you, right? And the only way that you can do that is to cultivate and can, uh, have a commitment of hard work to keep throwing things at the wall. I'm going to move this cursor off of his, <laughs> okay. and I'm going to put it on Bart. <laughs> on Homer, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's not Bart. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. man. I'm never... Hey, so, hey, sorry. Since the, we were planning on doing a series of live shows, honestly. Yeah, we man. were ready. Yeah. Um, we're disappointed it didn't come through, but that's okay. We're going to adapt. And uh, being adaptive is okay, so we'll move on to the, um, the online content stuff. Yeah, and we're going to – our – I mean, we are adamant of having that Apple, there's one more thing moment. We're going to continue to, what we feel, lead uh, the way to surprise people. And yeah. we're, we're in the works of a lot of things right now that are going to be very cool. Right now, a lot of artists are trying to figure it out, too. They're out there playing their guitar. And I'm seeing uh, hundreds and hundreds of guys and gals playing their guitar and trying to figure things out. But Mike and I are taking more of a methodical approach and trying to make something a little more polished. For people to really sit back and go, man, that was really cool. That's something that I want to share with my family and friends. So that's something we really take pride in. Yeah, you know that's a good point, and we've talked about that. It's like uh, a lot of the country and roots guys. I mean, that they can just pick up their guitar and turn on their computer, and and there they are, and they can do it. But you know, for a lot of these rock guys and metal guys, and you know. Hard rock, how whatever. It, it's I, I like you know that you're taking more of a methodical thing to it and to try to I don't know. It, it can't all be just dudes with acoustic guitars. If if we're gonna have like a year of no shows and everyone's in a stream, we got to figure out some cool way to do something. Yeah, man. Right. Well, we could do that too. We can pick it up right yeah. now. Yeah. When I'm down and feeling low. We could do that too, but you know, you guys are like, right? But well, that's kind of cool, but yeah, yeah it's yeah. It comes back to those branding guidelines. I right, mean, man. those are the things that we learned from the people that we gave ear to for advice. Like, if you're going to build a brand, um, you know, have a guideline of uh, excellence. Oh, yeah, man, that's <laughs> Monte right there. I'm not, I'm not a like an NFL guy, but. He's a Broncos fan, so I'll, I'll let YouTube duke it out. Bunch of stuff over here. Here, I got a lighter, bro. I'll ship it to you. You can burn it. My family's from Colorado, so I mean, I don't really have a, a thing. Hey, hey, man, every person has a flaw. Now I know. Never Bronco. I love Denver, but the Broncos. Come on. But. There are, there are brands that are so specific with their logo that they will count the pixels between the end of the screen to where their logo is. And 
you know, they will approve it based off of that. They have, if you're going to work with them or not. Right. So we're talking Coca-Cola, Pepsi, killing the fray. Killing Cause Mike right. knows how many pixels right. there are between there. Right. So, so yeah. we're not saying anybody else has to follow suit with this right. and we're not judging anybody else. We're, I, I enjoy seeing everybody putting content out. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. But for us, we're just going to be a lot more reserved um, about how and when we do this and what is it going to look like. That's all. And That's I just think, our thing. That's I it. think it's really cool that people are just embracing a way to express themselves too. Right. And the thing that I like that I really appreciate it is that these artists are building a community around themselves and just really making themselves vulnerable. Because there's nothing more vulnerable than a guitar and a mic in front of you and going, ring, okay, there's nothing around me, so I'm going to just do what I do and get criticized by most and hopefully liked by a few. And I think that's cool as well. <laughs> yeah, one thing I'd like to say about what we've seen as of late with you know the you know the government closing things down and COVID-19, however you want to itemize it, is you can – from famous people specifically or people that have had long careers in the music business. Um, you know, if they're getting on their computers or their iPhones and they're doing this, well, it's definitely not for the money, right? right. It's for the love of being an artist and the love of expression. And I think if there's something that all of us should definitely celebrate with artists jumping on their live stream, regardless of the platform and regardless of what genre of music they're in, yeah. take notice and acknowledge that it's for the love of the craft of art and expression. Right. We should encourage that for sure. I'm really digging what Sammy Hagar's doing. Are <laughs> yeah. you guys watching that? Yeah. I still haven't watched any of those. I've watched all of them. They're great. God damn. He's like, I got to do that. Shower, check yeah. this out. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, Sammy, we just love you for who you are because he's all about the music. He's all about the love for it. And he doesn't give a shit about what anybody thinks as long as he turns on a few people. And I freaking think that rules, man. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I've always appreciated his attitude. Yeah, man. We need pe more people like that that are up instead of, well, man, I don't know. It's kind of a bummer, man. Screw that shit, man. We're, <laughs> we're artists. We're musicians. We're the people that people turn to in times like this, man. When you're locked in your house and you're kind of going, oh, what do I want to do? I think I'm going to listen to a cool record, man, right? When was the last time you did that? You know, dust off the LP and put it on the turntable and just turn it up. I think that's what it's all about, man. Absolutely. Well, Mike, you mentioned a little bit ago you guys are ready to go with live shows. I doubt Chris Collier is available all the time when you guys want to play. So do you guys already have band members in mind to play live shows, or how's that going to work? We do. Um, the... Uh We've got a – it's an interesting way that we've had to approach this. So right. there's a couple – there's a lot of logistics that end up in play, right? Um, so when you're going to take someone out on the show, you have to give them – there's some financial things that have to happen up front, right? Um, retainers, stuff like that, agreements for pay. And, um, and then we as a business have to figure out travel expenses – um, there's a lot that happens into that, right? Um, and there's obviously uh, the people we want to work with. And then, and then it comes down to their availability. And then it came down to um, where we're from. Uh, we're from Albuquerque, New Mexico. We love, you know, uh, I, I live very close to the Sandia Mountains. 
Um, I love to go run in the foothills up there. Um, you know, all of the songs were written and arranged, you know, in running the streets and the roads and the foothills and the mountain trails of Albuquerque, New Mexico. So we were like, how do we share that with everybody else? So we wanted to focus on musicians if we could find them here. Um, we were able to find and recruit two of them. Yeah. Uh, Mike Soma uh, on drums. Yeah, and Matt Padilla on bass. Yeah. And plus we have a couple other people out in other states as well because for some reason, I mean, it is today is what it is. Not everybody has can be a free-to-travel United States, so we have to pick other guys and gals that can do it too. And we have uh, Manny in California that's a hell of a bass player too that's willing to jump on. Right. Recommended from Collier. Yeah. And Collier said, bro, if you need me, man – yeah i'll be there for you guys right. just, just like that yeah. you know but yeah. it's cool man. we have to think about regions and stuff sure. like that and this is pre-covid 19 yeah um yeah. you know we were looking okay so we got the southwest united states we got the pacific northwest yeah i was even gonna hit up troy luquera when we're out there in uh, <laughs> Troy, right. you said bro right so <laughs> now with the, now with the change of things we don't yeah i mean um Nobody knows uh, what's going – nobody knows. I mean, nobody knows. I mean, we're yeah. hearing – it depends on who you talk to. Um, I was on the phone with, uh, you know, someone that we worked with uh, before um, that has nothing. And, um, you know, I won't name the booking agency or anything like that, but it was, you know, it was pretty concerning. But, you well, know – I think everybody's in the same boat, dude. The thing is, is, you know – Rock and, roll, rock and roll never goes away. It just takes a break. It comes back for the next set. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, we're taking a 15-minute break. Yeah. We'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know. Yeah, man. Sometimes, you know, uh, when something – it's kind. Of, I look at it like uh, right now the industry is kind of like that house that needs to be remodeled. And you go and you break in that wall. You're like, oh, this was worse than I thought. And just keep ripping stuff out. Yeah. Maybe that's what we're at, right? Yeah. Right. Maybe you know what? It, it, the positive approach of this is maybe it's something we all needed. Yeah. To establish a new industry, to put, you know, um, to the people want it. I'm not saying I know what the architecture is going to look like or the schematics going to look like. What we're saying is we're we're able to adapt and we will adapt, and we're not going to. Uh, quit being artists and we're not going to stop performing. We're not going to start writing music and making records and making digital streams and digital content. It's changed. Um, and we're all in this together. We're going to figure it out. I, I yeah. think people are going to peel away from their computers and actually go see more live shows. Once it's available. That's yeah. what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Right. Nobody likes to be kept inside, man. Right. Hell, man. Hey, Everybody's going a little strict. Right my now. thing is going to be like, you know what? You guys had X amount of months to stare at your fucking phone. Put it, <laughs> put it down. Right. Put it down. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah, it comes man. time for a show, am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Friends invite you to their show. You're going to go, uh, interested, going, or no. Yeah. You guys get a pick. Right. Yeah. yeah. Make sure, man, go support people. Go support those guys and gals, man, because that's that's what they do. They do it because they love it, man. So tip your hat to them. Right on. 
<laughs> interested. <laughs> that always means no. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got more interested. I have two five hundred interested, and nobody on no. Yeah. <laughs> Man, thanks, mom, for going. Appreciate it. Speaking of making albums, I mean, uh, we want to use this as an opportunity to thank everybody that did the pre-order for our CD. It went more than we really thought it would. Yeah, man. We're seeing some serious streaming going on throughout, and it kind of took us by surprise. But we're hoping that more people just continue to help uh, spread the word because it is Jeff Sandoval, Mike Ariza, Healing the Fray. It's always been about us. We've been the brand for over 10 years now, and uh, we try and do the best we can and put out some quality quality music for you guys. Yeah, and this is an important time for uh, fans of music to continue to support the artists that they that they love. As it, If they release a single or an album, believe it or not, those numbers matter yeah. when it comes time to book a show, yeah. right? That, that, that first two weeks... When, it, when an artist puts an album available for pre-order, that's to kind of get this momentum and to kind of pop the cork and let it, you know, cascade out and get the numbers that they're looking for. Even though they're not looking for those numbers this year, um, it's still going to matter. So if you have an artist that you love and support, you really want to see them do a show. If you want them to have a snowball of a chance to do a show, you know, um, buy their music any chance you can. Either uh, be through um, iTunes, Amazon. Subs- if you subscribe to Title or something like that, subscribe to your favorite artist. Yeah, man. Um, through Spotify or on YouTube, because believe it or not, that carries a lot of weight for that artist mm-hmm. as time goes on for them to present themselves as something worthy of being booked. That's I can't stress that enough. That's extremely important. Yeah, we need some help, especially in Oklahoma. I don't know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> We're right. spreading the I mean, word, that's for sure. Uh, and we have two of our biggest bros out there, man, especially <laughs> in that Tulsa area. Yeah. There's some good people out there. Yeah, we like Just, to think so. Hell yeah. <laughs> but, and that's the thing, you know, you're right, you know, the YouTube numbers, the streaming numbers, that, that that's that's what we have instead of album sales now, so. Right. Which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and we all have to evolve with it. Times are changing. Who knows what the next thing's going to be? Right. Never, so we're cool. We do this be, not because we have to. It's because we want to. And it's because of people like you that really appreciate what we do. It keeps us going, man. You're the reason why we do it. Speaking of something the opposite of streaming is vinyl. And you've mentioned vinyl a few times. And I know seeing Mike's uh, Instagram and Facebook, you're heavy into it. Is that something you're into as well, Jeff? Oh, yeah, man. It's except I have, you know, kids and, <laughs> you know, and I have brothers. I used to have an epic album collection that my older brother continued. Hey, man, let me check this record out. Cool. And then before I knew it, it kind of began to dwindle more and more. So I'm waiting for my kids to leave the home so I can rebuild my. <laughs> but there's nothing more intimate than the sound of an LP. I mean, you put it on, you hear the crackle initially, and then the room fills with sounds. It's that the mechanics that make the magic. We have no idea how those guys and gals press that record because each it could be from the east, south, north, west, but they all sound different, right? You can get something from one press company and another, but they sound completely different. 
So there's something very unique and special about that LP that I think a lot of people miss in the digital world. But I do appreciate the digital world because, man, it freaking Fast, it's like, yeah. man, it sounds killer. But, right. you, know, you know, all I can say is that we're very fortunate to have been able to experience these changes through our lifetime. Yeah. Because we saw LPs, records, you know, cassettes. then cassettes, you're like, whoa, man. And then the old, you know, let's fix the cassette with the pencil type of thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And then. You know, born in the USA, Bruce Springsteen in 85 with the first CD. We're like, holy smoke, we got to live this, man. Or even before that, when they were doing the high-definition LPs, remember that when the really heavy weight of LPs came out? They're remastered, mastered. <laughs> you could only play them in a certain area. Yeah. And then ADAT and all this stuff. But I think we've been very fortunate to see that evolution come. And to experience it all and kind of be able to pick and choose why it's so special. I mean, Mike and I are huge fans of Motown and, yeah. you know, we, you turn on Sam Cooke, right? And you hear, Cupid, drop back your bow. And you're like, man, that sounds so freaking right. cool. How come? Well, and it's just yeah. so cool. And yeah. the organic process that those guys did for those records yeah, back man. then. Um, I honestly, I don't know if there's a whole lot of artists that are contemporary that could walk into, you know, uh, an old studio like what they recorded back in right there and cut uh, a 45 because we're so used to just getting these computer perfect performances. It's about what you what you see blended with what you hear um, with a lot of producers. That's why we that's why we love Collier so much, because he's a good hybrid of everything. It's going to sound great. And it's going to meet all of the technical specs that we hold ourselves to right now with modern day production. Um, but those, yeah. I mean, you know, you hear the stories of the albums that were cut in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. I um, mean, even in the seventies that were, they didn't have as much bouncing tricks as they do now. It, interesting enough, you go listen to Sam Cooke, right? And it sounds so vibrant and fresh mm -hmm. and open and melodic. Mm -hmm. um, they were they were invested to writing the song first and then recording it later. So yeah, it was about writing a song, not producing a track. Yeah. Now it's all about building the track, which I think is really unique now how songwriting has evolved. I mean, a guy could go in with an idea like right, and then the producer goes, "All right, let me build something around that." And that's, they're starting to evolve around that idea. Instead of Mike and I, we get this, we have these seeds of, you know, verse, chorus, bridge, or middle eight is what I like to call it. And then we try to evolve from there. But I think it'd be pretty cool to work with somebody that says, all right, Mike, give me a riff. And he's like, man, oh, man, oh, man. And he's like, all right, so I'm going to put that down. Now, what do you guys want to do around that? I think that would be kind of cool to do that as well. So I don't want to put ourselves to anything because you never know what's going to evolve. Because initially, when we did approach Collier, we were working with Collier long distance. And then when we had the opportunity to work with him in the same room, the good fight was written. And that song showed us that, wow, man, we have an, actually a cool sound. Right. Um, a vibe that we just wanted to kind of bridge off of. So that was kind of like the beginning of everything. Yeah, was. that was the first song that really brought the three of us truly together, like organically in one room versus mm -hmm. any stuff 
over the internet. And then, um, you know, that was the, that's when we knew that we had our core of what we were going to do, um, leading up to where we are now songwriters. And yeah, cause musicians. it's so cool watching him. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a student and I like to watch about everything and just seeing him, Hey Mike, take your pinky and move it up one Take it I mean, just just so intricate and so detailed just to find that perfect chord. And once Mike gets it, you're like, wow, that was epic, man. Yeah. Do that again. Or how about, hey, Jeff, um, give me another. Do you have a higher range? Can you take it up two more steps? Do, can you go? I'm like, holy shit, bro. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I'm like, ah! You know, but it's so cool to have somebody like that push you right. and see what you're capable of doing. And having bringing it out of you, I think that's awesome. Yeah, Chris Collier is has a very unique skill where he understands each instrument that's being performed at a high level. Yeah, he makes you want to quit. He's yeah, like, <laughs> whatever whatever <laughs> instrument is being performed, whether it's yeah. vocals, drums, bass, or guitar, or any other instrument, he understands it fully. How to communicate it in its native language, and how to. Um, elaborate on it and to get you out of your comfort zone to add edge um and uh these hidden dynamics are all over the album uh, kind of like what bob rock did with uh, the black album uh -huh. when, if you ever went back and watched the making of that and you listen you there's a thing i watch on youtube where like lars and james hetfield are sitting in front of the keyboard and they're listening back and they're pulling all these hidden tracks so, like i didn't even know that's there that's uh -huh. what it does with our music you know, you don't know what's there because he highlights the main riff and the vocal melody in the chorus, but all these other things are added in to make it, make it sound huge. But the craft of this is we can still pull it off live without all those elements being there. Yeah. Hey, can you guys sing? No. We're going to need some backup singers. <laughs> okay, I mean, I'll give it a shot if you want me to. <laughs> fit the bill, what do you think? Yeah. There you go. You gotta be like. <laughs> I could play the tambourine or something. You know, ah, that's what we need, on man. Mercy and you know breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, we appreciate you guys taking the time with us today. It's glad to have you back. It's been way too long, so right. I'm looking forward to the full album coming out. May fifteenth. Yep. Yeah, May this 15th. week. Sure, make sure yeah. you kind of yeah help us spread the word. Spread the We'd word, appreciate man. it. Like I said, those numbers they they really matter, and they'll. Yeah. You know, they uh, it mean a lot to us. I mean, we appreciate everybody. Um, we're excited for it to come. We were not planning to do this digitally. Um, we were going to follow the physical timeline. We were going to release singles digitally with uh, what's happened with everybody voluntarily staying home, with the, you yeah. know, each state doing their own thing, whatever, right? Um, and with everybody's number one, our number one priority is everybody being healthy, safe, yeah. and uh, you know, managing their finances the best they can. Yeah, man, we didn't want to push it when people are trying to figure, should I eat, pay my mortgage, or right. buy Healing the Phrase record? Right. Buy <laughs> Healing right. the Phrase record anyway. Yeah. It's going to be about the amount as the Starbucks coffee. Right. But, <laughs> we worked with our management, and yeah. we decided, hey, let's, let's put this available on streaming. Yeah, man. And let's get it out there, but since everybody is home, and hopefully, you know, while they're going doing their workout, you know, we wanted it available on devices. You know? Yeah. Um, and uh, so, and tell us what you think, man. Shoot yeah. us, shoot us uh, any email or visit our website or whatever you want to do, man, and just communicate 
with us what you feel and what you think. Yeah. We just love your feedback. Yeah. We respond to every message that is sent to us. And it's coming from us, not some third party, but it's from us. Yeah. 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 <laughs> as long as I'm capable of handling yeah. this, I will continue to respond to you myself and Michael as well. Right. There you go. Michael Riza and Jeff Sandoval of Healing the Fray. A huge thank you to them for taking the time out there to talk to us. That was really cool. Sat down with both of them there on Skype. Very happy to have them back on. Like I said up front, you need to check out their debut album that came out in May. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome. If this is your first time listening and you're a fan of Mike and Jeff and you hadn't checked out the previous times they're on here, get back on our previous stuff and check them out. Like I said, Mike was on here way back, episode 12. And then both of them are on here a little bit later. And then, like I mentioned, they part of Frank Hannon's band. Frank Hannon's been on this podcast twice as well. We've had on guys from, what, we've had on Mark Slaughter, Gene Simmons of Kiss, Bruce Kulik, Mark Kendall of Great White, Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses. Then a lot of, a lot more of bands in that vein. And we've also had on some heavy stuff like Seven Dust and Dave Elfson from Megadeth. Shooter Jennings has been on here. All kinds of great stuff. That we, dog's been on here more than once. That dog, that goddamn dog, fuck that dog. But we've had, you know, we've had dudes from Crowbar on, COC, I Hate God. I mean, we, we, we cover, we cover all that shit. Yeah. Prong, Battlecross, uh, fuck, man. Sons of Texas. Yeah, Sons of Texas. Uh, shit. <laughs> I was about to say a couple others, but I don't know that they're ones that we've even released yet, so I'm going to shut my fucking mouth. Well, let's mention those then. Yeah, yeah, mention them. Go ahead. Yeah, coming up later this week, we've got another episode coming, and it'll have Joel Grind from Toxic Holocaust. Right. If you love your thrash, you'll love Toxic Holocaust. And then we've also got, like I mentioned earlier, Brandon Cook from the Laurel Order in Black and Blue will be coming up sometime soon. Then we've got V from the Violent Idols, and we also just recently recorded one with PJ Farley of Trickster and Raw. Right. That is very cool. That's the second member of Trickster we've had on here, because we had on Mark Gus Scott way back. Yep. And then we've had on other members of the Blood, Sweat, and Beers tour. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Members of Warrant and Firehouse, so definitely check out all these past episodes. You can listen to everything on SoundCloud.com backslash Thunderdash Underground. You can listen on iTunes, Google Music, and most places that podcasts are heard. BeatThunderUnderground.com is our website. You can even listen there. You can read reviews. You can find all our socials there. So get on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Follow, subscribe, like, share, tweet, comment. Any of that stuff is free for you to do, and it helps us out greatly. Yeah, and I guess uh, that's it, right? Yeah, and again, <laughs> fuck that dog. That's right. Like I said, coming up later this week, Toxic Holocaust to be on this podcast. If you missed last week, we had Jim Wilson from Motor Sister on here. Week before that, we had Ron Kill from Kill on here. I mean, come on. Yeah. We've had on Patrick Muzingo from Junkyard recently, so just dig back through these recent episodes and check them out, and we hope to see you soon. Once again, thanks to Mike and Jeff from Healing the Fray. Thanks to Medfarm, DB Concerts, and Sunset Tattoo. And until next time. Good. Hey, give me a sec. I got to make an espresso real quick. Sorry. No problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Thunder Underground, y'all. <laughs>